the Color by Felix podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the Color by Felix podcast. We have another amazing artist today, which I'm excited to get to know her and talk to her. Her name is Noor Adwan. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Um, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And you may know her as at Artsy Peach on social media, right? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so so you- I, I, I found your work a while ago and I saw it through art featuring pages. And you, you, it's pretty cool because you similar uh, in a similar way, you I love that you're experimenting always on surface, like painting on different surfaces. You do mirrors, you do vinyl, you do uh, broken glass and uh, just a bunch of you're, you're constantly trying to paint on uh, like random stuff, you know, which is pretty cool, you know. And uh, I, th- I, I see that as a creative uh uh, thing that you're doing and um, very colorful as well. So um, before we get started, I just want to remind listeners that uh, we are a new you know, podcast that we're just kind of like just going with the flow. We just want to interview artists that are all over the world, anyone that is doing this. So if you guys, this will very much help us if you will uh, share this or you know, like it and, and kind of leave a review for us so that we can continue supporting one another as artists and creatives here. And be sure to go follow Nor. Yes. And, and, and uh, it's Artsy Peach, right? Yeah, that's right. Artsy Peach. And, and are you anywhere else on YouTube or anywhere? Um, I've experimented with other platforms in the past, but I think Instagram is my main one. Okay. Awesome. So how did you get started painting on all these different surfaces like Felix was talking about? Yeah, um, honestly, I started out painting on untraditional surfaces because I realized that I was kind of bored with canvas. For a while, I thought I was bored bored with painting, but um, I don't know. Something about canvas is just not, doesn't spark joy for me as an artist. Um, So I started experimenting. Um, I love repurposing objects and I love thrifting. So um, I would, you know, go to thrift stores, I would pick up, you know, objects that were unloved and unused, and I would take them home and make something new with them. Um, I would paint on my friends too, you know, if I didn't have canvas with me, but I wanted to do an art project. Um, Yeah, I think it was, I feel like the canvas that I use is just as important as the actual, like, painting itself. And I think that experimenting with mediums other than, you know, traditional like canvas paper um, is a good way to kind of explore not only different um, ways of creating art and making something beautiful, but also like experimenting with different techniques because things like glass require different techniques than something, you know, more porous like wood. Um, So it's a good way, I think, to expand your horizons as an artist, both um, in terms of what you create what the things you create look like and also in the techniques that you used. Mm-hmm. I notice you also, uh, before we jump into your, how you started doing art and all that, I just, I noticed you also write music, right? You, you do your own like music. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, music is kind of more of a, like a passion project for me. I'm not particularly good at it or anything. I just kind of enjoy messing around, I guess. Um, I, yeah, it's not like my main method of creating art, but it's something that I like to dabble in in my free time. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I've heard that art is like a thing that kind of transcends mediums and then it's like uh, paints just kind of found you first. Yeah, I would say so for sure, because I, I don't think that my drive is necessarily to paint. It's just to create in general. Um, mm -hmm. So really, whatever way that kind of mm -hmm. expresses itself um, is what I end up doing. Usually it's painting. Um, I also design tattoos. I also... Um, you know, make music sometimes. So. Mm. Oh, nice. so that's, that's an interesting way of answering. I, I, I would say the same thing, you know, cause I love music as well. And I first, I thought I was going to be doing music growing up. Cause I, I had, I had this passion more into music than even creating art, but anything to do to create. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But so let's go back a little bit. Let's see. I want to know your story, how you started with your art journey and how you got into it and how that like transitioned to your art and how, I don't know if you're doing this full time or not, if you could share your uh, like history on, on that. Yeah. Um, I actually don't do art full time. I'm um, a journalism student um, and I, you know, I'm pursuing avenues in that kind of career path. Um, art is something for me that I never wanted to make a career specifically because I always had this worry that if I turned it into something that was an obligation or a commitment or something that I needed to do to make money that the joy would be sucked out of it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, have this <laughs> other career path that I'm pursuing in my, you know, in, during my, in my time, but then I use art kind of as a, as a hobby or an outlet as opposed to, you know, a moneymaker or a career if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so um, you started seeing some, some traction. Is it through Facebook or Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And when yeah. did you start? How did you start sharing that? Like, how did you just, you were just kind of sharing it for fun and it exploded or what happened there? Um, it's actually interesting. I started, I've always done art, um, but I think what I started doing was mixing paint. Um, to do art obviously um but what i posted the most was probably just the little paint mixing videos and this was back i was probably i think i was 12 years old which is like a crazy age to start doing stuff on the internet but I think that it's, yeah i was 12 years old when wow. i started in um 20 uh, i'm trying to figure out 2014 yeah so i started off by mixing paint and I had this like crazy period where I was gaining like 10,000 followers a day and I got to like a hundred thousand followers and I was like really freaked out because like I was 12. Um, but <laughs> I decided that I should probably do something more interesting than just posting the actual paint mixing videos. So I started posting my art instead. Um, and it was actually really, I mean, you could talk all day about the harms of being on the internet as, at a young age, but I think it was really helpful for me because it, um, gave me a reason to create art like every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And I feel like I improved really rapidly because like, it wasn't just me holding myself accountable. It was, you know, my audience, I was posting things for an audience. Um, and I feel like you could have a lot of arguments about whether or not that's beneficial as a young artist. But for me, I think it was, you know, overwhelmingly positive because it gave me motivation to create more than I maybe would have normally. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I always say that people should put some stakes on the line. Like, even with my music and stuff, I was for years waited to share because I thought it wasn't ready and stuff. And then I finally got to this point where I read a book and it like motivated me to just put out my kind of draft like songs. And then you realize people like them. And it's like, 
you're never going to get that feedback positive or negative if you keep it to yourself. And like you said, you just grow so much faster. It's like, I mean, I would definitely say the internet can be a fraught place for such a young person, but it's like, it mm-hmm. sounds like you managed it. And yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I also think it's cool that you started at such a young age. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of negatives about social media, but I, I agree with you actually. I think because someone was asking actually Felix the other day, like, oh, my kid wants to be an artist. Like, how can I like encourage them? You know, and they're I think they were around 12 or 13, something like that. Um, and I was even saying like, man, imagine like if your parents started, you like worked with you to create a social media page, like at that young age, like, I feel like you could be like a prodigy by the time. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of parents in Los Angeles right now, like, like farming their six-year-olds for social media. <laughs> but no, yeah. I think like, um, what people don't realize you don't even, you don't have to show your face on social media. Like yeah. you can let the work speak for itself and you can, cause I get that that's a lot of pressure to be like, Oh man, I've got strangers judging me and stuff, but like mm-hmm. you can just put your work out there and let that speak for itself. Yeah. You definitely mm-hmm. didn't put my face on social media much when I was um, younger, just because I, yeah, because of those pressures and also the mm-hmm. fact that I like, I was so young and, you know, I was obviously like, I don't think that there is a such thing as a, you know, secure, um, you know, confident 12 year old. So, um, you know, I did end up showing my face after a while, but I think yeah, that yeah. Um, it was good for me to focus more on art than like, you know, putting my, just myself out there for no reason. Well, and I want to touch on something that it sounds like both you and Felix, like the reason that both of you were able to have that kind of early Instagram success because I feel like you, you mentioned showing your color mixing and Felix did a similar thing with his time lapses. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like at the time there were probably a lot of artists just sharing their final work and then people like you guys were able to stand out by doing that. So do you think that, that was a big part of your success? Um, I think part of it was um, even regardless of the content itself, just a focus on video, because I think from the beginning, even though, even though Instagram was intended to be a photo sharing app, um, the push has always been for more video content, I think from Instagram, like from an administrative perspective, because more videos means more time spent on the app generally. Um, and I feel like there's just, I mean, in the past there was this, it felt like there was this algorithmic push for video content. And right now there definitely is. I mean, they changed all of their videos to reels and there's this huge push for vertical video. So I think, um, a strong focus on video content in the beginning was definitely what helped because like my photos, you know, got traction too, but I think what was actually the attention grabber was the video. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you mind if I um, just grab water for a second? No, Would that yeah, like, yeah. interfere yeah. with your video? Okay, perfect. I'll be right back. Yeah. Let me ask Felix a question right now while you do that so that we can just keep rolling. So Felix, but that was kind of how you got started, right? It was like the fact that you were doing the time lapses. I mean, that's video as well. So you think that's a big part of why you were able to stand out in those early days? I, I've 100%, I would say 100% because yeah. uh, I was trying to do like photos of progress and like maybe finish paintings, you know, and I thought like it, uh, I thought in the beginning that 
I had to do a really good job on a painting to, oh, if I make this painting detailed and very good, then people are n- no doubt they're going to like it. They're going to see the, 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 the skill or whatever, you know, yeah. if I put more work to it. So I put a lot of energy and I felt a little drained because like you put so much energy to, and then you just post this one only photo one piece of and you can't really reshare <laughs> yeah. it and stuff like that and show the people want to, it's almost like. I just realized over time that people like a story, you know, Mm -hmm. if you share little bits of video, they'll appreciate the artwork in the end a lot more. Yeah. And like, as an artist, it's like, you almost don't want to hear that at first, but then once you accept it as the truth that people care more about like you and your personality and stuff, like than they do about the finer details of the art, like you actually, it's kind of a relief because you're like, Oh, I don't have to pour three weeks into a single piece of work. That's going to give me two posts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I can just play the game a little bit and make my life a little bit easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can like, you can still add those details if you want, right. but you just record little bits, parts of the section. So you won't be, you know, overwhelmed to try to get something done quickly, you know? Exactly. Something else that I noticed that both of you guys have said is like um, about how posting on social media has dramatically like helped you improve your art, like at a faster rate. Um, and I think I even have noticed, like, at least with Felix, like I've noticed that for him, because it's like, you have this obligation now, like for like, people are expecting something from you, you know, um, a lot of people, I think, especially artists are afraid of that, but I think also it helps you grow a lot faster in your art journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's a double-edged sword though, for sure, because there have also been um, less frequently, but there have also been moments in my life where I've been generally overwhelmed and then Instagram is just another thing to keep up with, um, especially over COVID. I know COVID gave some people a lot of time to um, really explore their hobbies, but for me, it was kind of, I, I was kind of drained all the time and I kind of let Instagram go for several months and it just became this source of immense stress for me. Um, and I feel like there's ups and downs and I don't think anyone's relationship with social media is perfect, but, um, yeah, I think while it's been mostly positive, there have also been times where I feel as if I didn't, uh, I, I wish that I didn't have this obligation, I guess, to Instagram, but, um, I think the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. so you were going to say, Sebastian, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to note is that like, like you said, it's a double edged sword <clears throat> that like, it can do a lot for you and your life and stuff. But at the same time, you have to remember you're like a human being and that like, these people that you see creating are human beings, you know, and it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I've had the same thing where it's like, you just your relationship with the thing changes over time. And it's like some days you're just like, really, do I have to do this? Do I want to deal with, you know, strangers on the internet? liking my stuff or not liking my stuff it's just like i just want to have a day for me you know i don't want to yeah be a a, uh, quasi public figure you know i I didn't sign up for this but it's like yeah yeah i guess you just i think it's just important to listen to yourself you go sorry felix go ahead you were you had something yeah i mean over time it's interesting because I like, like you, I'm sure we're in a similar, uh, you know, situation where over time you just realize like, oh, I didn't really realize where this was going, you know, emotionally and like maybe even physically sometimes because you don't know, you know, you're just, oh, you know, you think like, oh, it's easy to just be on social media and just jump in and do that. But you don't think about like what it does to you in the future. But I think like kind of 
you know, like having like community, like having friends, like, you know, having and having the same kind of connection and build and, uh, and able to find that almost like, it's almost like you have to find that balance and, uh, learn how to work with, you know, like spending time with your family, taking a break and, and it's like constantly changing all the time. And, and you have to be open with, cause sometimes I remember there was, there was moments where I, I thought I needed a structure and I needed to stick to the structure and it's not going to change, you know, in a way, but it always changes. Right. Do you feel the same? Or how do you? Yeah, um, I, I've also tried to kind of implement a sort of like structure um, to how I approach Instagram and making content. Um, but I feel like it always it always falls apart because you can't schedule motivation. You just can't. Um, you know, some mornings I will wake up knowing that I like told myself that I would do art in the morning and make a reel or whatever, and then. I have to just not do it because I realize that I'm not motivated and the content I create won't be as good, I guess, you know? So I think it's, it's hard to, it's hard to structure it. It's hard to schedule things, um, you know, and it's hard to, you know, try and make something like very like rigid out of something that's fluid, like art or motivation. I don't know. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult wrestling with the algorithm as a human being who, you know, has motivation that comes and goes. Yeah, (laughs) Right. I think it's, we're in like a weird time where as an artist, you have to do a lot of things that are not artistic. They're Mm -hmm. not natural to the creative brain. I think like having to switch modes between, Hey, I'm just having fun and like getting in my intuition and making something and then switching to, okay, how is this, how am I going to market this? And how am I going to break it up and how am I going to promote it or whatever? It's like back in the day, you know, you couldn't, there weren't, it's like, I guess I would take today over the past because in the past you could only have like 25 people doing it professionally, you know, but those people doing it then could just be in a room creating all day and somebody else, the suits would handle all the, the details for better or worse, but yeah, but you get taken advantage of. And then the suits would take all your money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but real yeah. quick, I just, before we move on, like you, you were talking about COVID and mm-hmm. something that I think you're, you got a lot of attention for recently was actually painting COVID tests. <laughs> so I yeah. mean, I'm sure you've been asked about this a lot, but what was like the motive behind that or the inspiration? Um, yeah, I will say the COVID tests, I don't know if it's a consequence of all of the COVID test videos getting like over 10 million views. So just a lot of people saw them or just the fact that it's inherently controversial, but that was probably one of the most controversial things I've ever done was paint COVID tests. And it's interesting because it didn't really occur to me that it would be something controversial. What um, do people because, say? Um, that I'm you know, like making light of COVID or making fun of people who have died from COVID or, you know, but I feel like the reality of the situation is that it, you know, COVID, yeah, no COVID, I mean, was just like, it's just a shitty, shitty thing. Sorry. Can I swear? I don't think. (laughs) Okay. Um, We'll bleep you out. You can swear swear on a PG 13 level, not R. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So like, well, I'll time shitty. you, I'll time you, you get one every five minutes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, all right. Um, it was just a bad time for everyone. And yeah. I feel like everyone was looking for their own coping me- mechanisms during that time. I mean, it's ongoing, but, um, and for me and a lot of people that was like art, you know, and finding a creative outlet, but, um, 
other than that, I mean, my whole thing for the past few years has been taking, you know, waste or unloved objects or unused objects, um, you know, clothes I don't wear, stuff from the thrift store, um, even like just straight up garbage sometimes. Like I broke a candle once and I painted the bits of the candle. I broke a glass. It was my favorite glass and I painted that. Um, so I've just, I, I, you know, I've been taking things that are otherwise going to go in the trash um, and making art out of them. And this was just another instance of that. And people are like, oh, you know, it's unhygienic, whatever. But I mean, it's like my, mm -hmm. you know, germs, <laughs> you know, so I don't really care. And I'm not selling them. You know, some people were asking me to sell them. Someone actually made a fake Depop listing of them, but I'm not what? selling them. That's, that's gross. Um, yeah, no, it was horrible. It was horrible. I was so confused to see it. And someone posted it on like a Depop drama page and everyone was mad at me. And I was like, guys, like, that's not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I feel like the COVID test, while they were really controversial, it was just another instance of me taking trash and turning it into art. Like mm -hmm. that there's nothing deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really want to hear more about that. Sorry, guys. I know I, I just like that was that's really interesting to me is that like, do you, do you view your art overall as like a larger commentary on our relationship to like waste or the environment or anything like that? You know, I, I feel like it would be it. Um, it would be nice uh, and convenient for me to say that it is, but, um, and while, while that is a part of it, I think that it's just a greater, like, I, I think if I were to assign a, like a greater meaning to it, it would just be that art is not what it has always traditionally been construed to be. Um, you know, art isn't sitting down with a canvas and oil paints all the time. It can be, but it's not always. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like, expanding the definition of what constitutes art is incredibly important because art is important for everyone. You don't need to gatekeep it. You don't need to go to school for art. I never went to school for art. You know, I learned everything myself. Um, so I think I'm, I'm just doing my part <laughs> in contributing to expanding the definition of art because I feel like that's really important because a lot of people like, I mean, I feel like most people say things like, oh, I can't do art because I'm not an artist. But, you know, you don't need to be an artist to do art. Doing art makes you an artist, you mm -hmm. know. So I think just on the whole, making it more accessible and expanding what art means is really important. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. I feel like that's a big thing for you, Felix, too, is like I look at your comments a lot and I see like so much of that kind of insecurity or self-doubt going on with people like, oh, like saying, oh, man, I wish I could paint like Felix, blah, blah, blah. And to me, that's kind of like, I don't know. How does that make you feel? It kind of bums me out because like these people oh. don't even realize how all much the power time. they have. Yeah, all the time. It's, it's, it's sad because I used to think like that too. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you have the same message um, because I'm so, you know, like I'm so for that. I think it should be freedom. The more free, the more less like stuff you, you limit yourself, your brain, you know, like if you can just limit it, just let it go, just play with it like a child, you know? And just have fun with it. There's no, like, you don't need to, I always thought I need to find a certain style, you know, but I think like um, letting go of that makes, gives you so much more joy and freedom and just having fun. There's no, there shouldn't be a competition, right? It should be just uh, art is, is just every time when I was growing up as a kid, going to art classes was just fun. You know, there was not, there was no competition in it. It was just fun, you know? 
And I think that's the way it should be always, you know. So then I see that that's the way you see it. Um, so like you were going back a little bit, you, you mentioned that you didn't want to make this a, a, a job or a full-time thing. How is it, how did you handle that when your page started exploding and did you mm -hmm. see people asking for commissions and, and what did you think? Did you have that thought? Maybe I should make this a full-time thing. And how do you think about it right now in the position you're in? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to selling art. I'm not opposed to making money off of art. It's something that I, I've, I've done and I'm am currently doing um i do i design tattoos for people um i went through a phase where people sent me their instruments and i painted them um i you know i've done various things to make money off of art but i think um my my big hang up is not like actually making money off of it but just making it an obligation um i don't want it to be the only thing that i rely on to make a living because i don't want to grow to hate it mm -hmm. um if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not, I'm not even sure that that would be the case. I just don't, don't want to risk that because art is a source of joy for me. And I don't mm -hmm. want to make it into something that I feel that I have to do. That's a chore. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't mind making money off of art. I just don't want it to be my primary thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that that's answer. great for those listening. It's like, you've heard both sides on this podcast. Yeah. You know, I think there's great arguments for both and you just have to look inside yourself as a person and decide, you know, what matters to you. It's like, I kind of actually tend toward, toward Noor's view of things too, where it's just like, I really, really don't like being told what to do. And so for me, it's like, just to keep that purity, I'll work a little bit harder, you know, and do two jobs or whatever, just to have that like freedom. But then it's like the other side of it too, is like, Hey, maybe you are so good at separating your commission type work from your real work, or maybe your profile, maybe you've grown yourself to such an extent that you are the kind of artist who can just make whatever they want and people will buy it, you know, and then, but even then there's a little bit of pressure you have to keep creating, you know, unless you're selling for like millions of dollars or whatever. Right. But so, so like right now, like you are in the, this state where you're like, I'm just still creating like I did when I, when I started my Instagram page and, um, if, whenever I'm inspired to do a commission, if, if it aligns, then I'll do it. It's great. So you're, you're taking right now your, your, you know, page and your, I mean, your art journey that way, right? Yeah. Um, I actually don't have, I actually haven't done painting commissions for a while because with painting, it really is something where it's like, it, I will only paint it if it sparks joy. I mm -hmm. just don't like, you know, having guidelines, I guess I, rarely even look at reference images I just kind of like <laughs> go with it um not that there's anything wrong with using reference images I do use them sometimes just sometimes I don't um but yeah with with commissions they're actually not even open right now really the only commissions I do these days are for tattoo designs um and yeah like I it is kind of like what you described I'll accept them if I if I have the time and it's something that I feel aligns with my style, but otherwise I don't do them because, um, you know, I don't want to make art a chore. Mm -hmm. I, I like, I like what you're, you're one of the first ones who on this podcast talked about like just having art, like not really having plans, you know, in a way, just letting mm -hmm. it be there just as a joy to come to like a hobby almost. Right. 
and mm-hmm. doing other, and you're okay with that. I think that's, you know, that's a pretty cool, I think that's awesome. And I think that's what that's, you know, see, I'm learning about, about you a lot. And that, I think that's great. Like to, you know, to interview artists because you don't really get to hear much about what they think and where they're at in certain areas of, you know, how they see things. So I think that's awesome. That side is totally okay. There's no right or wrong, you know, how you, you do this, you know, um, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious about, um, like as time has gone on, so you started at 12, which is pretty crazy. Um, but since then, like how has your style evolved or, um, changed as you've been on Instagram and like been doing this? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that it's funny because I feel like I've always, from the beginning, I've always had like eight or nine art styles at a time it's not really something that's super consistent and I feel like as the years go on those styles evolve um you know I feel like I've definitely painted things and can set them side by side and say oh yeah these are artsy peach paintings but I've also painted other things where if you set them side by side like they look like two completely different people painted them um so there's been evolution in that regard but also I feel like um I'm still not a very methodical pa- painter. I, I never was one, but um, I, I've grown to appreciate the process a little bit more. Um, when I was younger, I was more impatient. I wouldn't want to wait for layers to dry. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to spend hours and hours on a piece. I wanted to just like pull the vision from my head and put it on paper right away. Um, but I don't know, as, 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 as time has gone on, I've become more appreciative of the process. And um, I feel like that's kind of exemplified by um, how Nowadays, I sometimes paint on things that go away after a while. Um, I'll paint on my friend's back and then they take a shower like right after and it's all gone. Um, I'll paint on a pumpkin and the pumpkin will rot (laughs) because it's, you know, a living thing or I suppose it's not living anymore, but it's plant. Um, So I feel like appreciating the process for what it is and not just the final product is probably one of the bigger areas in which um, I've evolved. That's That's really cool. Well, I think, I mean, I didn't go too far back on your feed, but like what I have seen of your work, it seems like there's almost, tell me if I'm wrong here. There's this kind of like maybe Baroque, maybe Woodland, maybe like storybook kind of influence is, am I onto something there? Does yeah. Does that come from I somewhere? Mean, it's hard to say. I, I, I get people asking me what my style is all the time. And I'm like, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Um, all I know is that I'm really influenced by the natural world. I love, I love plants. I love wildlife. Um, you know, I'll crack out an occasional landscape, especially if it's sky themed. Um, you know, so I feel like, I feel like I'm just kind of drawing from, you know, this impressionist, uh, impressionistic like value where you mm-hmm. look at the everyday natural world and just appreciate it for what it is instead of painting, you know, grand religious scenes or, you know, something, you know, you just paint the everyday. Um, Mm. And I don't know, that's, that's, that's kind of where I get it. I don't really have a concrete answer for what my style is because it's just kind of whatever, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, for sure. I I definitely wasn't trying to pin you in. I just wanted to know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just saw like a little bit of some of that influence in there. So I just wanted to see where that little like corner of your style might've come from, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a cool philosophy to just paint the everyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see that when I look at your art too. It's like 
Um, I think I would describe it as like simple beauty or something like that. (laughs) Definitely like impressionistic, like you said, but nothing like super crazy and like complicated. Like that's why when I see your work, it's like simple, but like in a beautiful way. Yeah. Also like (laughs) your, 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 um, your creative, you know, you're very creative with how you present it too. Like it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's kind of playful. It's easy to watch. It's kind of like you're changing videos every, like, like the way you record is, is um, it's catchy too. It's not just Mm -hmm. about the paint and the details or whatever. It's more about the whole thing, the whole picture, the whole process, not just you make it interesting because it's the video editing, the, the, a little bit of colorful paint painting, and then also the object you paint on. So all those things make the video catchy to watch, you know? And um, do you ever, what is it called? Do, do people ever tell you that your videos are, uh, what is it? SMR? ASMR. ASMR. Yes. I actually learned what ASMR was from a comment on one of my videos back in like 2014. And it was probably in the weirdest way possible because I don't, I don't like um, experience like the physical, you know, part of ASMR. Like I've seen the videos, um, but like, I know that it's something, you know, like you see something nice and satisfying and it like brings about this like physical sensation in your body. Anyway, I didn't know that. And someone commented on one of my painting videos and said like, this gave me tingles or something like that. And I was like, what, <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? Um, but yeah, no, I, I have heard that before. Um, it, it, it's interesting because I don't really focus on the audio part of my videos anymore um, because like oftentimes when I'm recording, like there are other people in the room, I'm by a window, there's construction outside, you know, anything like that. So I usually mute it and put, um, you know, music over it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I have heard that in the past when I focus more on like the auditory side of it, like, you know, the mm-hmm. palette knife scraping the palette or paint the paintbrush, like brushing against the canvas. Mm, yeah yeah but even the way you add music even now like it goes by the beat of Mm -hmm. the whole you know it kind of comes together and i noticed as a as a creative person i see that you're 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 you've you're pretty good at that putting it together you know yeah i like to make it i like to make my videos something that you feel like you could watch over and over again which is why i try to sync the music sometimes or i use really really short video clips just so it's like i don't know it's just like kind of addictive almost to watch but right well i i just had a quick question about um since because i feel like this would be really useful to the audience since you are somebody who's successful on social media and a student like how do you mm-hmm. actually go about balancing those two things like does your social life take a hit at all or is it where do you find the time yeah um i kind of have this philosophy that i've had for a while where um you know, everyone gets a set amount of burners, right? Like burners on the stove and you can't have all of them running at full heat all the time. Cause then you'll just burn out, you know, you'll run out of gas, but, um, you know, you can have all of them running on low or you can have a couple running on high, or maybe you can have three running on medium for a short amount of time. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about prioritizing, um, you know, maybe one week or one month you, kind of become a recluse and just focus on academics and art you know maybe one month you forget about instagram and you you know go out on vacation um maybe one month you you know finals are coming up and you're freaking out so you you know forget about everything else and you just do schoolwork um so i feel like you know it's 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 about 
knowing that you can't do it all at once and working with that to structure your time in the most efficient way possible. Um, you know, and I've definitely done all of those things before. I've definitely left Instagram untouched for months and, you know, spent time with my friends and family or, you know, focused just on school or I have, you know, maybe neglected other things and just worked on art. So it, yeah, you have to know that you can't do it all, but at the same time, work with that to structure your time wisely. Mm. That's, that's really cool. amazing yeah, great analogy yeah and uh also um i wanted to ask you um so i know you mentioned there's positives and negatives to the, the having the social media and, and the years go by and you experience all those things what would you say for you is like the 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 one of the hard the like tough things to deal with having the platforms that you have um you know what would you say that for you and how did you handle it um, like the toughest specific moment would you, like, yeah, like what, what is it, is it video editing? Is mm -hmm. it just managing comments, you know, like responding or, or is it like, what, what is having, just having that like online presence and that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. with, with art, what would you say for you is like one of the tough, toughest things that, uh, you're, you've dealt mm -hmm. with or dealing with, you know? Um, um, I feel like that's definitely changed over time. Um, when I first started out, it was probably dealing with just being out there and the comments that people would leave or the messages that I would get. Um, I would receive really hateful comments, um, like beyond just like normal art criticism, like just, you know, things that were intended to be just hurtful or vitriolic. Um, and when I did post like photos of myself, like sometimes I would get like really like hateful comments about my body or my appearance, which is like strange when you're like 12 or 13, you know, barely a teenager. Um, but after a while I just, oh, and that's not even mentioning like creepy direct messages. Like don't even get me started on that. I could talk a whole segment about those. Um, but anyway, like that was probably the hardest part, like starting out, but after a while, something just clicked in my brain and I realized that like those people will always exist and you just need to ignore them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's honestly like a good sign too, because if you're, if the only people in your comment section are giving you like praise, then that means that your video hasn't gone far enough. You know, mm -hmm. like you're not reaching new people if you aren't reaching people that are maybe apprehensive or don't like your work. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you don't want your videos to just circulate amongst your followers. You want new people to see them, um, yeah. you know? So I, that was probably the hardest part at first, but now I don't really pay it any mind. Um, nowadays, I think the hardest part is just, um, finding the motivation to post. Um, I feel like Instagram in the past few years has become a very different place than where it was when it first started out, you know, it was photo based. Um, but now it's trying to become an imitation of TikTok, which is really disheartening. I feel because even as someone who's always prioritized video content, I really miss and crave photography. Um, and I could post photos, but no one would see them, you know? So mm -hmm. I think the hardest part now is just kind of adjusting to this new normal and um, motivating myself to continue to create content, even though it's very different from the content that I started out creating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I kind of wish that Instagram was also just like a mostly photo app as well. I think that that still mm -hmm. very much serves its purpose. And it's like, even now, like I want to be able to kind of take in a lot of somebody's work or whatever it is and not have to, you know, watch, it's very time consuming to like go have to watch a bunch of 30 second reels just to get an idea of what somebody's been up to. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. I think that sometimes you just want to be able to like 
go find some inspiration, some visual inspiration somewhere or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like a lot of that visual inspiration is lost with the video because, um, you know, while Instagram is prioritizing reels, they're also prioritizing like ultra fast consumption of content, you know, creators, I like get videos recommended to me sometimes where people are like, you know, Instagram, like, uh, uh, um, like they, they give you consultations on how to make your page better. And they say like, oh, you should post three reels a day and seven stories a day. And I'm like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. what what happened? You know, like I miss the days where you post once a week. It was a really nice, well-curated photo, maybe a slideshow of photos. Um, and that was it, you know, just now that there's just like, there's there's this overabundance of content on the internet. And as it, you know, as people create more stuff, the quality goes down. So I kind of, I kind of missed like the slower days of Instagram where it was, uh, you know, less content, but it was, you know, more thoughtful. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those I, like I seem so far away. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to like, I, I really do believe that like the revolution has to be like a cultural thing. Like we as people have to collectively like discover new ways of like engaging with each other and art and things like that that are more meaningful because we can't just leave it to the corporations to do it for us you know it's like, definitely not facebook yeah yeah, yeah yeah no way yeah it's like mark's gonna put he i love when he posts those videos of him in the metaverse and it's like the creepiest thing ever and they <laughs> and i always think it's satire i always think it's like somebody else who animated it to He's make so fun of weird them, but oh, it's like yeah. the real thing and they think that that's relatable but anyway, we're, uh, we're, I, I know you've got, um, to get going. So I just, I just wanted to ask a question that we get a lot from people mm-hmm. at Color by Felix. And it's what advice do you have for artists in a creative rut? Mm-hmm. I feel like this question never goes away. So I want yeah, to, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish that I had a straightforward answer to that because I feel like if I did, I would use it a lot. Um, I think that you just need to accept that creative ruts will exist because you're not a machine, you're a person, you know, your motivation will ebb and flow. And so will your, you know, you know, just, just your drive to create will, will vary with time. Um, and you just need to learn to accept that and not beat yourself up over it. Um, there was a point in my life where I would just push through and try to create anyway, but you know, stuff you create when you're not motivated, is just not good. Like it's, it's not, you need to have, even if you're, you know, technically brilliant, you need, you need motivation. You need like a spark behind your work for it to actually, you know, be something that people want to look at, um, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, anyway. Um, so I think you need to just understand and appreciate that those things will happen if it's an underlying issue for me i know a lot of the time i get into ruts because of stress and you can sometimes remedy that like lack of creative energy by addressing you know the root of the problem be it stress or something else um but for the most part you need to just accept it because it happens um you need to know that like in some time it'll come back and you'll have this drive to create again um but just don't beat yourself up over it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love, I love how you said that. That's beautifully put, and I 100% agree with you on that because I think uh, we beat ourselves up so hard, all of us, you know. Even to this day, me, I'm still thinking like I could do better or whatever. But it, mm-hmm. like you said, we're not a machine, and we, it's okay. It's okay. It's not a. It like every 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 human being is the same in that way. We're we're we need to go to bed at night, you know, and rest our bodies. <laughs> You know, yeah. like we can't stay up 24 seven, um, but like, you know, and that should bring peace in a way and kind of like 
um, when you get that rest, you sometimes when you allow your body to rest and give that break, you're able to actually get that inspiration. You're like, and, and it comes twice as stronger than if you were to force it, you know, in a way. Yeah, so, that's a great point. Yeah. And I think that's that we don't give ourselves that break often, you know, in a way, especially now with everything's just faster paced, you know, you have to work, 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 but it, but learning, like we talked earlier about having that kind of balance of, of managing everything, your life, business, work, whatever it is. Um, and I would say like, also, um, man, it just flew oh, out no. of my, flew out of my, my head, like a little bird. <laughs> I just saw um, your face and I was like, oh, yep, you I lost it. That happens to me a lot. So anyway, well, so I think that's a great way to end. It's like okay. balance, being kind to yourself, not judging yourself so hard, realizing that you're a creator and a person, not a factory. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I think that also like, even though, yeah, Instagram is changing a lot, social media in general is changing a lot. It's actually... I think showing creators that like it's okay to rest because I think before um, like when it is like super manageable or like back then when it was like super easy, you know, not super easy, but easier than now to keep up. It's kind of like um, I feel like we would at least for us, we would like pack our schedule, like all this stuff. But now it's like, okay you know what, whether or not we make three posts a day, we're still maybe going to lose followers because of the way Instagram is changing. So it's like, whatever, like, we're just going to post what it is we enjoy. So it's kind of liberating in a way also. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, any, uh, I guess the final, I know Sebastian said it, but uh, any, before we end this, any like l last advice, because you're, I think you're one of the, like um, the first uh, artists that we interviewed that you started young, you know, very young. And mm -hmm. so you're able to relate to a lot of people that are maybe right now starting young, you know, that are listening mm -hmm. because a, a lot of our audience are more, more of the younger group and uh, any, any advice you would say as the final words? Like, yeah. Today? Um, well, I, you know, I mentioned that burners analogy earlier and I would like to also mention that one of those burners is self-care. Um, all, I think that the art that I created that I consider to be the best was made at, you know, during times in my life where I felt secure or unstressed, or I was getting enough sleep at night, and I wasn't, you know, you know, beating myself up over the amount of content I was producing, or, you know, this or that. Um, so I guess just know that, like, you know, you're, you know, you're the artist, you everything comes from you. So you need to take care of that vessel, you know, you need to get enough sleep at night, you need to, like, you know, go outside, you need to eat well, you need to make sure that you're socializing with people enough, you need to make sure that like you're taken care of, because then you're going to create the best art that you can. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere by like, you know, obsessing over YouTube tutorials or freaking out over, you know, how everyone else is a better artist than you. You just need to relax and take care of yourself. And, you know, things will come from there. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Nora. It was so great to meet you. And you gave us so much wisdom for your age. We appreciate you. And <laughs> we appreciate, you. appreciate everything that you taught our audience this week. Um, if you guys learned something from this, be sure to share it. And also be sure to give Nora a follow at Artsy Peach. 
And um, thank you guys for watching. Hope this could help. Yes, thank you, Nor, so much. It was a pleasure. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Take care and have a great day. Bye.